tried several times to record this intro and every single time I, I'm in a very giddy mood right now. Okay. I'm very hyper and I feel as though it's coming off as a bit off putting. Um, and I'm also just kind of like, is being happy annoying? Cause I feel like going forward, that could be kind of detrimental to my brand. Anyways, Welcome to Parked Car Convos. I am Maddie Mitchell. I am your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast. Who else is going to host it? If this is your first time listening to Parked Car Convos, thank you so much. Thank you literally so much. If this is your 65th time listening to Parched Car Convos, thank you so much in any anywhere in between. Anywhere in between. Um, any person that's listening to this podcast, I want you to know you have my most sincere gratitude in my heart. And I hope you can, I hope that's kind of radiating through your AirPods right now or through, I don't know, your car speaker or just your phone. I don't know what what devices you, you use to kind of listen to this podcast. That's honestly none of my business. Anyways, I'm so excited for this week's episode. It's something I've never done before, but I've always wanted to do. And I hope to do a lot more of it going forward. But before I get to that... If you wouldn't mind terribly kind of following the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you listen to, just so you get notified every time I upload a new podcast episode, or you could also maybe say, you know what, I think I want to leave a five-star review today. (laughs) I'm just kind of feeling like that. That would be great. You can leave a five-star review again on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, but on Apple Podcasts, you do have this unique option to kind of write out your innermost thoughts about the podcast only positive though that's kind of a weird stipulation they have but don't look into that any further um and you can kind of write out this podcast is a major slice so that other people when they go to the podcast and they scroll down to see well what do other people think of it oh my god it's a major slay <laughs> okay you caught my ears i'm listening and that's kind of you know we we like to be spreading the good word at the end of the day that's so kind of important to us maybe also if you've been liking the podcast just text your friend and say hey, I know you like podcasts. You should check out this girl's podcast. It's so good. Um, you can, you know, use your own words, fill in the blanks as as needed. Um, but I really appreciate it. I really do. I'm so happy that this podcast is has been growing because again, it allows me to do episodes like the one that I'm doing today, which is so exciting. Um, I am also, okay, so, okay. I'm just gonna say what the, the premise of today's episode is and then we're gonna get into peak and valley of the week. Um, the premise of today's episode, I had you guys, listeners, wrote in and I'm going to talk about what you wrote in about. So some people are asking for advice. Some people are just telling silly little stories. Some people are asking for my opinion on certain things. Um, and I actually got a lot more responses than I was anticipating, which is amazing for my ego and for the show, honestly. Um, and so if you want it, if you want to write in going forward, I have added the link to the Google form in the show notes and it's also going to be all over the podcast Instagram so you should follow on there at parkedcarconvos.pod because I want to do an episode like this once a month going forward this is hereby dubbed the smorgasbord episode because it's a little bit of everything um it's not going to be like just advice or just story times it's going to be whatever people have to say at that point in time Um, And so I want to, I want to start doing these more regularly. So it'll just be kind of on like a rolling basis whenever you feel like you have something you want to say. And then whenever I, you know, have enough responses to kind of make a new episode about it, I'll be doing that. But I will be posting on the podcast Instagram probably a few days before I record those episodes. So you would want to be following on there. So you can kind of, you know, just be ahead of the game a little bit. 
Anyways, let's get into peak and valley of the week. My peak of the week is literally so annoying. I I had a call this morning. Who am I? That's such a disgusting thing to say. But I did. And it was something really fucking exciting. And I just can't, I just can't talk about it. Not I can't talk about it because it's like top secret, because I just like don't feel like divulging that much of my personal life because boundaries are so important. That is the reason why, although you guys will be made aware of this at some point in time, but just for right now, it's kind of under, it's kind of under wraps. So my peak of the week is literally top secret and honestly, none of your beeswax. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's actually, it's really exciting and you will know about it in due time, but I'm, I think that's why I'm giddy right now. I'm just like riding this high and my valley of the week is I haven't been to the beach this week because the weather has been kind of meh. And you know me and how easily affected by the weather I am. It's just been like kind of cloudy and kind of rainy and kind of gross. And it has me kind of questioning everything. I also super, super sidetracked. Two things. Number one, a lot of people reached out to me restarting a vlog channel on YouTube because I talked about that in I think last week's episode. And overwhelmingly, everyone said yes. (laughs) Everyone. It was like 10 people. Relax. But Um, I'm really excited about it. I really do want to start vlogging. Um, my only thing that I know, just because I know myself, you know, better than anyone, I know that I would have no problem filming stuff. Like I would have no problem coming up with stuff to film. Right. Then what would inevitably happen for me personally is it would just kind of sit there because I don't, like the idea of having to edit together clips of first of all just staring at myself for that long and kind of like editing together bits of me like talking that just seems kind of nauseating at the end of the day but I also just like don't have an interest in editing videos at all so I think that would be kind of (laughs) kind of my downfall but I think I just need to either find someone who's good at it or get over that hurdle and just find like a super easy way to edit videos but I just know that like for me, that would take the fun out of it. I don't know. I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about. What was the other thing I was going to say? Shoot, shoot, shoot. That's so annoying. I really did have another very poignant message to deliver. I'm sure I'll take my own word for it. I just had to like take a 10 minute break to kind of recenter myself and remember what it was. I do remember what it was. I was thinking about doing potentially like a current faves episode and not like a favorite because I feel like when I think of those types of I think of those videos that do that. Um, and it's like talking about like products that they buy and things like that. But I wanted to do like a current faves podcast episode where I talk about, I don't know, like TV shows I've been watching music that I've been listening to just like fun things that have been happening. Does that interest anyone open to feedback? Thank you so much. Okay. Moving on. Um, past the ox song of the week. I've been listening to Oh my God. The other thing that I, sorry, I'm all over the place. This is, I'm recording this on Thursday, Thursday, August 10th, also known as the day that follows August 9th. And as predicted by moi, and I mean so many other people, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I was, you know, the one that came up with this idea. Taylor Swift announced last night at her last show in Los Angeles that she is releasing Taylor's version of 1989 in October. And I am through the fucking roof on this. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. If you listen to last week's episode, 
or maybe it was the week before I said that I've been listening to 1989 a lot. And I think I realized that I don't know why I just, it's such an underrated album in my opinion, like in my own personal ranking of her albums, because it genuinely is for me a no skips album and it has so many bangers. And I feel like it's really where she, you know, came into her own as like a pop artist and it is just like such an incredible album. And I know that she also wrote like 150 songs for that album, which brings me to my next point. She announced this last night and she sang new romantics as the, as one of the surprise songs, which is so freaking iconic. Like I would have given anything to have been there, but she um, announced 1989 and she says in her Instagram post, and the five vault tracks I have. Here's the thing. She's lying. I know she's lying. This album, notoriously, she recorded so many songs, or she had written so many songs for it. Like I said, I think it was 150. There is literally no way that she only has five vault tracks for this album. And I also think it's weird that she specified because I don't think she's done that with any of the other re-releases unless I'm just completely forgetting. But... I'm actually so intrigued because I think most of them, she just, um, she posts the front and the back of the cover so we can see the track list. And that's how we find out how many, like, I know that's what it was for speak now. That's how we found out how many, um, vault tracks there were. There were. So I feel like she's going to do something kind of silly where she's like, oops, did I say five vault tracks? <laughs> I meant 25 vault tracks because I think it's so interesting that she would specify the number five. I just don't think she had to do that. Does anyone get what I'm saying? I just find that kind of suspicious. Like she could have just said, and I'm so excited about the vault tracks on this album. Also, so many people have been saying this, that Harry Styles is going to be featured on this album. I need everyone to know if she does a collab with Harry Styles on the track style from 1989 Taylor's version, I think the world will, like the internet will fully cave in on itself that will be the most insane thing that has ever happened. I feel myself kind of needing to touch grass after saying that, but, but seriously, that will be insane. It will be insane. And I really hope that that's real because I think that would be so iconic of both of them, honestly. So yeah, so I'm actually so stoked about 1989 Taylor's version because I've been, I've just been like kind of craving that. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just, it's such a fun album. It's so, so, so fun. And I'm excited to, to hear the vault tracks, especially, but really looking forward to that. Anyways, my song of the week, I've been listening to August a lot, obviously, because it's just like kind of the vibes recently and you know, we're in August. So that's just kind of making sense to me. A song that I, this is a lot of people have also been asking me to talk about my era's tour experience and like Taylor Swift. And I hesitate to do that because I don't know how many people care. I know, I know there's a lot of Swifties that listen to the pod, but I don't know if they're all Swifties. That's the, that's the kind of the downfall of that. Here's the thing. One song that I became so obsessed with because of the Eras tour was the last great American dynasty. I don't know why I don't really, I think I kind of slept on that song before I saw it performed live. And after seeing it live, I am obsessed with that song and I've been listening to that a lot recently too I'm very much kind of like in a folklore era and living for it I think folklore is such a freaking good album it's definitely in my top five so yeah that's kind of what I've been what's been going on in my car that's what I've what I've been listening to what have you been listening to fill me in 
Um, all right, without me taking up any more time, let's dive into this week's submissions. I'm so freaking excited. You have no idea. Um, okay. So again, please write in in the future. I'm so excited to like keep doing stuff like this. There's like three options that I give on the Google form. You either need advice, you're telling a story or other. It can literally be anything though. I want to like stress that it could be um, you know, embarrassing moments. It could be, um, you telling me a secret again, let's remember that there are some things we probably should keep to ourselves, but it could be anything, anything fun, anything silly, anything where you're like, Maddie, what are your thoughts on this? And you just want me to like chat about something, or you could be like, Maddie, would you rather do this or this? I don't know. Anything kind of silly and goofy. And I want to do more episodes like this. (laughs) Like I've said a million times. Okay. Okay. Let's get into this. This one says, I need to know how to figure out what's literally none of my business. And you're the queen in that area. So how do you figure out what is and isn't your business? Here's the thing, because yes, this, these are just silly little videos I make on TikTok. And I talk about, you know, the back of my hair is none of my business, right? In a much more real and raw and kind of genuine sense, if you have no control over something, it's kind of none of your business, think it's kind of one of those ways it's similar to the when I say you know things that are great practices and self-love because they're things that are otherwise like kind of horrible for me to face within myself but it's kind of a it's a nice way for me personally to kind of like reframe my anxiety because there's certain things that I get so anxious and so stressed about and I'm like I can't stop thinking about this one thing. And then I'm like there, but there's nothing I can do. You know what I mean? I've done all I can do. And it's kind of like the rest is up to either another person or just kind of the universe or whatever. And therefore it's none of my business. And I think that that is like so powerful because it's like, there's nothing else I can do. So therefore I'm just going to say it's kind of out of my hands and I'm just here to kind of see how it plays out. And it's just it's very freeing. That's something I've learned a lot in therapy over the last few years is, um, things that you have no control over. It is like, so it's so silly to worry about, you know what I mean? And obviously that is, trust me, I'm not saying that in a way that I'm like, "Mm, so just don't worry about it because I'm not delusional. Well, I'm not delusional in that sense. Um, but I do think it's, it's so powerful to recognize when things are out of your control and therefore there's just gives you a sense of freedom and it, it kind of lets you free of like the shackles of having to be stressed about it all the time because it's, it's not your problem and it's kind of none of your business and sure the outcome might affect you, but in the meantime, it's none of your business. And I think that's just kind of like, honestly, a good and healthy way to, to look at life. If I, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Okay. This girl's asking for advice. Um, boyfriend of 10 years following girls on Instagram and screenshotting their pictures, then keeping these pictures in a hidden album on his phone. How sketchy is this one to 10? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. My first thoughts are, you know, the following the girls on Instagram can be a red flag, can also just be, I don't, I don't know, could be a beige flag, I guess. But the screenshotting their pictures and then keeping them in a hidden album on it for what? Literally for what? I, have you asked him that? What are those doing there? What are those? I, I think it is pretty sketchy. I'm not going to lie to you. 
just because it's secretive and like this, it's the secretivity of it. That's kind of making me think, "Mm, what's going on there. And also the aspect of just screenshotting and kind of saving for later. That's a little peculiar. I would recommend, um, just having a nice little civil chat. A nice little civil chat. Because how did you find these? I need to know more. I need more details. How did you end up stumbling upon the hidden album on his phone? Honestly, iconic. But how did that happen? And has there been conversations around this? Because I think you need to just kind of be like, what is this? What's the deal? What's the purpose? Mm, I don't know. And also, I'm also curious, are these like girls he knows or are these like Instagram models or like influencers or celebrities? Because that I feel like is relevant too. if it's like girls that he is friends with and works with. That's kind of weirder to me. And then I'm thinking like, I don't know, think of like a really hot guy celeb like Jacob Elordi, for instance. If I have a couple of rogue screenshots of how hot Jacob Elordi is looking, kind of, you know, walking down the street on my phone, I mean, sue me. So it's like I kind of have to look at it from both perspectives, but I think it doesn't hurt to say, what's up? What's up with that? Um, Okay. This person says, I have something that's so embarrassing that shouldn't be, and I wanted to see if you relate. Okay, perfect. I love these. Um, When someone's picking you up and you're walking out to the car and you're just staring at each other for like 10 seconds. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I totally get that. That is truly so awkward, especially if it's because if it's like one, I feel like I just keep my head down. I just keep my head down. I'm like not looking. But then sometimes if it's like one of my best friends, I'm like making funny faces. I'm just being kind of like a goofy goober a little bit. But there are definitely times where it's like, uh, do I look up? Like, what, am, what am I supposed to do? And then you like get in the car and you're like, hey, like, ew, stop. I'm like giving myself the ick. And it's like not embarrassing at all. But that is, that's a good one. If anyone else has things that are embarrassing that shouldn't be, please, please write them in. Um, okay. I have this coworker whose every move, sound or conversations they have flip me the hell off. Okay. I'm guessing this person isn't based on the U S which I'm loving. He could literally be typing away and I'm just sitting there stewing thinking, my God, why are you typing so loud? I need to know where this person is from. Okay. He acts like he owns the damn place. He acts like he's the boss of everyone on the team. Like we had a team meeting today where he was taking notes on everyone. Like, excuse me, how do I murder him verbally (laughs) or by other means necessary? Love you and your TikToks. Thank you. Um, that is, yeah, there is nothing worse than a man. I could stop. There is nothing worse than a man who feels so entitled. And that's kind of what, what this man is giving. I think he just needs to be taken down a peg. Also, I would love to know if your other coworkers are feeling the same way. Can you kind of all together just be like, who do you think, who do you think you are? I think giving that attitude is kind of the best. It's also hard because it's a workplace. So like we are professional, we are professional girlies at the end of the day. And there's like very little you can do whilst still remaining professional that I think would be effective. And I think part of that is just kind of giving the energy of like, who literally, who do you think you are? And that is kind of an energy that we can radiate. And there is so much power in that. There is nothing more powerful than when someone thinks you owe them something and you're just kind of like, literally, who do you think you are? And I think that 
is honestly the key here because there's there's not a lot that you can kind of say to him especially I'm I'm loving to know I would love to know is what I meant to say what type of like workplace is this it sounds like it's an office right because he's sitting there you're, you're having meetings and you're taking notes and you're typing away yeah so you're like in a corporate office I'm assuming and it's hard it is hard to be it's hard to be in an office first of all but it's hard to be like a, a corporate girly and also be like, no, I'm actually not going to deal with that. And I think just, it's also kind of none of your business. He seems to be making it your business a little bit, but just like try your best to let it not affect you because that's almost, that's almost more powerful. Like if he's weirdly sitting there taking notes on everyone, which is so that's so weird. That is so weird. What are the notes saying? I wish you could have like, I wish you could have taken a picture of them. But, um, if he like, just kind of be like, okay, I don't know who you think you are, but it's none of my business. So I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. And until it like really becomes your business and he starts really acting like he's in charge of you or something, I would just, you know, because it's, it kind of sounds like he wants attention and he wants people to look at him like he is this, you know, the boss he's the man in charge and I think if you just don't reciprocate and don't give any of that energy that probably is like more defeating for him than you paying him any attention do you know what I mean I hope that made sense okay recently broke up with a bunch of my friends and I know there's no going back how do you get over heartbreak slash betrayal how am I supposed to move on friend breakups are horrible they're horrible and they're really tough. And I think some definitely hurt more than others. And you're like, oh my God, how am I supposed to not be friends with that person anymore? And I think, you know, the only way to kind of move on from it is to just let time kind of, <laughs> let time kind of pass you by. And that sounds sad. And it's also depressing because it's like not valid advice because guess what? Time is going to pass by anyways, but it's just kind of true. You will at some point just be like, I, I don't need those people in my life anymore. And I'm sure you're not feeling like that right now, but you will find other friends. You will find other people. And I don't know what happened because sometimes people you know, they just grow apart. Sometimes there's, you know, massive fights that kind of lead to this, a huge like blowout. But at the end of the day, if it's not meant to be, and you're not supposed to be friends with those people, then kind of take that for what it is and try to find better friends. I feel like that's the best way to kind of move on because when you, when you stop being friends with someone, I feel like there's always this kind of like void because it's like, Oh no, that was the person that I would go to when this happened. And who am I going to go to because, or who am I going to go get coffee with after work? We used to do that all the time, like those types of things. And I think the best way to do that is to find other people to do those things with and to start hanging out with other people and also to get really comfortable being on your own. I cannot stress enough how important I think that is. I could do a whole podcast episode on that, but I do think it's so, so, so important. And I also don't know like how old you are or, or your situation at all, but I think any time in our lives where we're forced to kind of be alone for a sec is so powerful and like so transformative and actually adds to our life in so many different ways. And I think it'll probably be one of those times that you look back on and you're like, oh my God, I grew so much during that. And that is something that you will one day be grateful for. And you're probably not now. And you're probably like, okay, literally shut up. That's not making me feel any better. But 
But I promise you will be fine. You will find good friends. And also the best way to find good friends is to be a good friend. And that's so important and cannot be overvalued. The importance of being a good friend. So that's that's how I would personally recommend proceeding at this point in time. I promise you will be fine and you will have you will find great friends because you literally must be a good person if you're listening to this podcast. Um, okay. Oh, this one. I'm so excited. This is story time. Here we go. All right. So one time I went on a first date and things were going fairly well. We went to a taco restaurant and I ordered some chips and salsa or and ordered some chips and salsa. Perfect. Then when it came time to order the food, I said that I had celiac disease so I could only eat certain things, etc. and explained about being celiac and being gluten free. I shit you not. He goes, oh, I can totally relate to that. I've been dealing with incontinence for a while. (laughs) For a while. So I totally understand your pain. Um, what? My jaw must have hit the floor. I had no words. Literally speechless. Sir, we are not the same. I mean, I feel bad and all that he's dealing with that, but that's not even remotely the same as celiac disease and probably not something to bring up on a first date. The whole time, all I was thinking was, is he wearing a diaper? Oh my God. Needless to say, that date was one and done. Oh, oh my God. What is, okay. I, first of all, completely, you have my sympathy. That is the strangest thing to bring up the first time meeting anyone, let alone on a first date. I, I can't imagine a world where that would come up naturally in conversation or when you would feel that you need someone else to know that about you ever. I, that's just not something I can personally relate to. In case you don't know what incontinence is, it's it's when you don't have control of your bladder. So you have to, a lot, a lot of the time, incontinent people wear diapers because they can't control their bladder. Which, again, you know, I sympathize with that because that's obviously very hard and a medical condition or is like the symptom of a medical condition. And that is, I'm sure, very hard. But comparing it to celiac disease... Um, that's not, those are not the same. She's like, yeah, so I just like don't eat gluten because, you know, I have celiac disease. He's like, yeah, I actually can't control my bladder. So I totally see what you're saying. Uh, maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how you would, how did you move on in them? I, you know, when you hear stories and you're like, actually in that moment, what would I say? Put yourself there. What do you do? Because you would have to kind of go along and be like, oh, huh, yeah, okay. I think that's what I would do. And then afterwards I would be like, did that, was that real? Did that actually happen the way that I remember it happening? Because, wow, girl, it is, yeah, you are, you are one of God's bravest soldiers for sure. There's, there's no way you're not. Um, okay. In my junior year of high school, I had a really gross and horrid ex who was following me around everywhere and never leaving me alone. Awesome. I was so mad, and when I was driving out of the parking lot with my friend after school, I saw him and flipped him off. Unfortunately, he had the back turn he had his back turned and the principal was a lot closer than he was. So basically I gave an aggressive middle finger and yelled fuck you out the windshield, but then made direct eye contact with my principal, who clearly thought it was aimed at him. I then burst into tears and cried half the way home. Good thing I had therapy that day. Wow, it is a good thing you had therapy that day. Don't you love when a therapy appointment coincides perfectly with something borderline traumatic that just happened to you? That is beautiful. That is the universe working in perfect harmony. I think it's fine. No, it's fine. Who hasn't accidentally flipped someone off? You know, it happens. And also... 
you live to tell the tale. So it's not like you got in trouble for it, which is amazing. And maybe your principal was an asshole a little bit. So maybe he kind of deserved, maybe he deserved it. Maybe he took it and was like, you know what? (laughs) You're right. I got to go work some things out on my own. Thank you for that. Thank you for flipping me off. Student in my parking lot. Maybe student in my parking lot. Good band name. Good band name for a contest of bad band names for sure. Anyways, I think that's just silly. That is silly. Uh, But I would also burst into tears because I would fully think that I'm getting in trouble and I would, I would, yeah, I would totally cry. That would be, that would be actually wretched, but you live to tell the tale again, circling back to that. And that's so important. Okay. So senior year of high school, a few months ago now, I asked out this guy who I didn't know very well and he very sweetly rejected me. All good. No harm done. E.g. a bout of crippling embarrassment, avoiding eye contact, pretending he didn't exist, etc. Totally. Um, A few months go by and it really is no biggie. I love that you're stressing this enough. This so much because I, I don't even know what's coming, but I'm so excited. Until we have all taken our AP exams and our teacher wants to spend the rest of our class time working on and writing and performing speeches. Even if they are ridiculous and silly. Okay. We all enthusiastically a lot of this coming from me, decide to have all have a random part in a wedding party where we have to write vows or make a toast or whatever for this fake wedding. I randomly write roles on a piece of paper and put them in a basket and walk around for everyone to draw their role. Take a wild guess (laughs) as to who ends up getting married. Me and this guy I asked out. So basically we had this whole wedding in which we dressed up. I fully wore a wedding dress from our theater club storage, iconic, and said vows and all that jazz. My teacher was way too into it and had us walk as a procession with me holding his arm with everyone walking behind us all outside for everyone to see. Anyway, a few months later, our whole grade played a game of senior assassin. Oh yes. Oh yes. I know senior assassin. Um, but she wrote basically you're secretly assigned to a target that you have to get out, get out of the game over the course of several weeks. And I again got randomly fucking assigned this dude as a target. I also then completely coincidentally had to witness his proposal to someone else. The universe was really fucking with me at the end of our senior year. P.S. I will gladly send you those photos because they are hysterical for your eyes only. That is, yeah, sometimes the universe is really fucking mean, but that is hysterical. You had to be husband and wife. Stop. Honestly, it would be, I thought this was (laughs) not not to be mean. I thought this was going to end by you being like, and now we're married. That would have been so sweet, but no, he clearly doesn't have good taste. So we're not going to marry him because that would be silly. Okay. This is a good one. It says, what do I do if my boss is like always inviting me to things? And I can't say no because I don't want to create that type of work environment. Mm -hmm. See, I would say, I would just say, say no, because I believe very strongly in boundaries. And if you don't want to, it's hard. It's hard. And I think it's so random. I think I saw Cody Co talk about this once, but he was saying like, when you start a job, you should just be the person that's like going to go get lunch by themselves. And so that people don't start expecting you to always do things with them. And there's a balance there right? Because if you like your coworkers and you want to spend time with them outside of work, that's amazing. But if you're not jiving with your boss and you're not wanting to do other things with them, you shouldn't feel forced into doing other things with them. And I get that it's hard because it's your boss. And then it's also like you're making up excuses as to why you can't do things. And then that gets kind of tricky because you're seeing this person every single day. 
but I would kind of start at this point. I'm assuming you've been saying yes to things and you've been going to things. Maybe just kind of start weaning yourself out of it. And like the next time your boss asks you to do something, just have something locked and loaded, something easy that no one would ask about. Like it's your friend's birthday dinner. You have your friend's birthday dinner, so you can't go to that thing. Such a good cop out, right? And then maybe the next time, oh shoot, I can't again because I have to go to the doctors that evening or something. Just have a couple of good solid excuses on lock that you can just kind of easily bust out at any point in time. And I think it'll be one of those things where eventually if you just keep saying no and keep having excuses, they'll probably get the hint or they'll just kind of stop inviting you out of habit, which is good. And you don't, it doesn't have to be this big thing where you're like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. It can just be a very casual like, oh, sorry, I have something going on that day. And that's totally fine. Or if it's like they're inviting you to like lunch and you're in the office, just say, oh, I have to go. I have a, I have a call. I told my friend I would call her because she's going through something right now. Okay, so I can't go to lunch with you. I would love to, but I can't. Just have a few things like in your back pocket that are super easy to just kind of pull out on the spot. And I do think eventually, hopefully your boss will get the hint. And if not, just keep saying no. Because if you don't want to be going and like it, you would be miserable, then it's not worth it. But if it's like fun team stuff, that could be fun at one point. Again, I do think there's boundaries there because you don't need to be spending all of your free time with the people you work with. That would be draining and that's not what free time is for at the end of the day. But I think there can be a fun balance there if you like your coworkers and you want to spend time with them. So keep an open mind, but also keep those excuses in your back pocket for sure. Um, Okay, this one is looking juicy because she wrote in all caps. I also love that these are These have been a healthy balance of like serious topics and also very fun topics. Keep that up, please. (laughs) If you guys could keep up this balance, that would be beautiful. Okay. One time I met this really cute guy through a mutual friend and we really hit it off. Like we both had slay fashion taste. We both loved the same artist. Our astrological charts were semi-compatible. I am loving this. You are so me. Okay. Basically, I wanted to get to know him better. So I asked him on a date. He eagerly agreed, but was so was so out of state no (laughs) he was just out of state but was out of state for the week we planned a date for when he gets back and we were chatting away over the phone while he was gone but as soon as he gets back he ghosts me and I'm like girl what the fuck are you doing our mutual friend ghosts me too which really pisses me off wait what that's crazy anyways he starts posting cryptic stuff to his story like don't you hate it when guys give you mixed signals, which really pisses me off because like he's the one giving me weird fucking signals. So true. Sorry for the yelling. I'm heated. (laughs) So me. Okay. Anyways, he eventually posts this picture of him and this guy kissing on his story. So I do some digging. I eventually come to find out the man he is kissing is his boyfriend, which made me really confused because like, was I a side piece or I do a little more sleuthing and I, and come to find out this man was also his cousin. Stop. Stop. Like what? This man stood me up for his cousin. His cousin. He stood me up on a date to hook up with his cousin. Like I had another mutual friend of mine and his confirm this, that they are dating and cousins. 
and having a good old family fun time with each other. It was so gross, but honestly, that was then when I lived in Idaho. So what did I expect? Oh my good God. First of all, let me say you are so brave. You are literally so brave. And I don't know if anyone's told you that recently, but you are so brave. Having to endure something like th- that would. I, I ha- also, it is crazy to me that it became like common knowledge that this person was his cousin. They are just, I, I'm sorry. I'm genuinely at a loss of words. That is horrible. I'm what I will say. It's a good thing that you didn't get in too deep with this person. I think it's for the best that he ended up ghosting you before you even got to go on a date with him. That is, that was God herself shining down on you saying, you know what? I'm going to save you here. You're not actually going to get to go on a date with this person and it'll be for good reason. So that is amazing. Not to be like, not to be annoyingly looking at the positive side of this, otherwise absolutely wretched and horrible and probably kind of like traumatic experience, but that is a good thing for sure. Um, And also you would never want to go on a date with a guy who also has feelings for his cousin for so many reasons. You would not want that to be happening. So I think that I think it's we can just say, you know what, bullet dodged and on to on to bigger and better things. Although I do one thing I do hate for you is now you're going to be in this position where every guy that you talk to moving forward, you're going to be like, "Mm, how do you feel about your cousins? You're just going to kind of have to like bring that into conversation. Do you have any cousins that do you ever have a crush on your cousin? (laughs) I'm kidding. Don't do that. Unless, unless I don't know. It could be good to kind of like get it all out in the open. Um, wow. That's a, that is a crazy story. Thank you so much for blessing me with that today. That's exactly what I needed. Um, that's wow. Iconic. Okay. Um, I have a crush on a coworker. Ooh, spicy. Um, I've dated someone I've worked with before and it didn't end well. Can you convince me it's a bad idea to pursue it? I love the pod by the way. And I think you're one of the funniest people in the world. Stop gassing me up like that. Thank you so much though. Literally. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, having a crush on a coworker, what it comes down to is no, you don't, you don't have a crush on your coworker. You don't have a crush on your coworker. He's just there. That's what I have to say on the matter. Let me say it one more time so it can resonate with you. Also, I don't know who wrote this in and I don't know the gender of the coworker and or you. So I'll say it a few different ways. You don't like your coworker. She's just there. You don't like your coworker. They're just there. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. We know because there's no way. And on the one hand, I have to admit, I am thinking kind of like, oh my God, but what if this is a Jim and Pam situation? What if that's what this is? Maybe it's true love. But on the other hand, I know that when you have a crush on a coworker, it's just because you are forced to be around them all the time. And it just kind of forces you to be like, wait a minute, you're actually not ugly because I have to look at your face every day. So I'm convincing myself that I'm attracted to you. That's not real. It happens all the time in like college classes when there's like one hot guy in the class and you're like, okay, (laughs) I guess you're my soulmate just by process of elimination. And like you said, you've had an experience dating a coworker before and it didn't go well. And you know why it didn't go well? Because of the same reason why you got the crush in the first place. They're still gonna be there. And that's just not the vibe at all ever. So I would say you don't have a crush on this person. So you can just take it back. That's not even true. Why did you lie to me? (laughs) You don't have a crush on this person. And I will also say, however, 
on the off chance that this person is legitimately your soulmate, because I personally don't want to be held accountable for like getting in the way of true love ever. That's not, you know, kind of aligned with my brand. If you are actually thinking like, wait a minute, I like, I don't know how well you know this person. Is this just someone you see sometimes and you're like, oh my God, he's so hot. Or is this someone that you're like, wait a minute, we have a serious connection. If it is the latter, new jobs do exist. (laughs) You can always apply to a new job. So I would say if you really like the person, try it, try it out, try it on for size. Why not? And then if not, okay, great. If it ends horribly and you actually never want to see them again, like you genuinely can get a new job anywhere. And I do believe that. So, okay. That's, that's all I have to say on that matter. Okay. This one looks like a story time slash maybe asking for advice. Let's see. So I'm getting married this September with, to the love of my life. He is a hundred percent the best partner anyone could ever ask for. That is amazing. Major, major slay. I congratulations. That's iconic. Initially, me and my fiance didn't want to throw a wedding since we both don't quite like the tradition and everything that's involved in weddings. Note that we are both from the Balkans. Okay. Slay. So me and my fiance lived in different countries. And with that came some different wedding traditions and requirements. My mother-in-law made it very clear that she wants to do a wedding where men are separated from women, which is very different to wedding traditions in my country. And so I refused. She then said, okay, since we aren't doing a wedding, I'm throwing a party in the house and she wants me to dress up with a traditional, with traditional clothing and every day go to the makeup salon and get dolled up and wear dresses she wants me to. I said, okay, I will get dolled up for you, but I want to be able to wear whatever I want. Since again, I don't like traditional clothes to cut to the chase. We went back and forth on the wedding. And one month ago, we decided she will throw her house party and that's it. Last night, my fiance told me that his family is saying that they can't fit enough people in in the house. So they want to do it in a restaurant. And I said, okay, thinking that will be still intimate and 40 people max. Turns out my mother-in-law made a list of 150 people. Oh my God. And she is going to separate men and women. So basically she is throwing the wedding and wanted from the, the wedding she wanted from the beginning without me having a say in it. And the worst part is that I can't invite any of my family. What? Because in our country, our weddings are very modern, alcohol involved and everything. So it's a culture clash. So now it's my call to either call it quits and have my fiance's family get mad at me and basically blame my fiance for it or go along for with it for the sake of my fiance. This whole situation is very weird and we are well aware that it's our wedding and we should do whatever makes us happy. But it's hard when you have like 10 people trying to tell us what we should do. And I'm very sad because I never imagined my wedding bringing me this much stress. And also my mother-in-law is giving very much red flag vibes. I think my fiance should be able to keep her in check and put our feelings before hers because she is not the one getting married. I'm scared I'm marrying a mama's boy and I'm already thinking... I'm already thinking our marriage is a good idea. Maybe she went, not a good idea. If she is able to stress us out this much for a wedding, then what else will she be able to do when I start living with my fiance? I mean, me and my fiance have always had our own apartment, but still it's concerning. Oh my God. First of all, my heart goes out to you. That is so stressful for no reason. And weddings should be so exciting and so happy. And the joining of two beautiful lives becoming one beautiful life. And there is no need for all this stress. So I want to say I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that she's taking the fun out of it for you because that's not fair and you don't deserve that. Um, I would like to say something that I don't typically say. I don't think it's your fiance. I don't think we should be blaming your fiance. I don't think that's what we should be doing because here's the thing. I, I 
know you. I know you so well at this point, girl. And I know that you would not have chosen to get married to this man if you didn't love him and you knew who he was and you knew that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with him. And I understand that you're kind of like, oh my God, what is this family I'm marrying into? But you need to remember who he is and why you wanted to marry him because I know his family is making you be like, what the, what, what is this? And who are you? But it, it, it's, it's, it's important to remember the reason for the wedding in the first place, I feel like. And also I want to say, if you don't think your fiance is doing enough to kind of keep his mom in check, then have a conversation, a civil conversation where you just say, listen, I feel like we're having to sacrifice a lot and this is not the wedding that I wanted. And I would want you to be able to kind of talk to your mom and, and talk some sense into her because it's not your responsibility at the end of the day, you know, like it, she's not your mom, it's his mom. And so it's his responsibility to kind of make sure that she's not being an overbearing witch. And it sounds like she is. So I would have that conversation and I want you to do what you want to do because that's, I don't want you to look back at your wedding and be like, Oh my God, it was this horrible ceremony that I had no idea. I didn't sign up for. I didn't want it to be like that. Like, I don't want, that shouldn't be how you look back at your wedding day. So I think you should give some pushback where you can. And I think you should really rely and count on your fiance to step up and say, listen, that's not what we're doing because we haven't been planning on doing that. And it's our wedding, not yours. And I think see how that conversation goes. And if he doesn't give you what you want from that conversation and he seems to be taking his mom's side and not backing you like he should be, then that's a bigger conversation. But I think for right now, focus on tackling one thing at a time and you should have the wedding you want to. And I don't want you to be kind of steamrolled over because it is your wedding. And if you have said from the beginning that you didn't want to like abide by these traditions, you shouldn't. Maybe you can elope. I'm not even kidding. Is it too late to elope? Because that sounds like it would kind of solve a lot of your problems. And especially if like your family wasn't even going to be able to be at this wedding anyways, run away and get married and then come back and say, listen, we got married and deal with that. Deal with the repercussions of that together, knowing that it doesn't matter because it already fucking happened and there's nothing you can do about it. I think that's honestly a really good solution and it's kind of rogue and kind of bold, but I think it could be worth it because I think, like you said, you didn't really want a big wedding to begin with. So go and do what you want to do. And maybe when you get back, you can have, you know, a dinner or like a small party kind of commemorating it. But I think it'll give you peace of mind to know that you got married the way that you wanted to get married. I hope that helps. I feel like I just rambled for a bit, but I I really hope that you get the wedding that you want because that is what you deserve. Okie dokie. What do we have next? I'll do one more. Okay. Ooh, this is a good one. First of all, you're iconic. <laughs> That's it. That's the tweet. I'm kidding. Secondly, 
Thank you, by the way. Uh, Secondly, I have a friend who I think is being love bombed by a guy. He's being super intense and she is vulnerable at the moment. I want to warn her, but I also don't want to upset her by giving my unsolicited opinion. If you were in my situation, how would you approach this? This is so, so tricky. It's so, so, so tricky. Love bombing in general is very tricky. If you don't know what love bombing is, let me enlighten you. It is when a person in a relationship at the very, very beginning of their relationship is just kind of being over the top. And they're very much like, no, I can see the rest of my life with you. And it's like, we've known each other for, for two Saturdays. What are you referring to? Um, and they go really all in and it's supposed to be, you know, like flattering. They want you to take it as like, oh my God, this person is obsessed with me. Like, this is so amazing. Like, I love this. This feels so good. And really what it is, is a manipulation tactic because they want you to be lulled into this sense of like, okay, perfect. I'm just gonna, this is, this is my person. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. And then typically after they love bomb you, mm, shit starts to hit the fan a little bit, you know? And it can be done through many different ways. Like I said, it could be, you know, just them professing their love to you very soon, literally love bombing you. Um, and just kind of being so over the top, so clingy. It can also be done with like presents. Like they send you presents all the time. Um, they just want you to be always thinking about them. It can be done in so many ways, but also the fact that you're saying that your friend is feeling very vulnerable at the moment means that she's going to be more susceptible to this love bombing because if she's feeling and I'm putting, I'm totally putting words in your mouth, but if she's feeling like insecure, maybe she just got out of another relationship and she's like, I'll never find love again. And then in, in swoops, this guy who is like, oh my God, you're perfect. You're everything. You're, and you're like, oh my, oh my God, I literally met you two days ago. What do you mean by that? Then it can feel in that moment, like, okay, this is perfect. This is the answer to my prayers. What could go wrong? And so it's a tricky situation to navigate because your friend, if she's buying into what this guy is selling, then she's going to be all in and she's going to be probably like, wow, this is perfect. I don't see anything wrong with this. It's definitely something to broach with caution because I think what you should do, and this is something that my therapist always tells me, right? There is only so much we can do for other people because other people have free will and they are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. So I would recommend bringing this up to your friend in a very, you know, you don't want to be staging an intervention, sitting her down. And also let's remember, because you said, what did you say? I have a friend who I think is being love bombed. So I totally get that you're like picking up on those vibes, but let's remember that we don't know everything about the situation, right? So let's, let's cut some slack there. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I totally get what you're saying. And I'm sure that you, you know, came from, you're coming from a place of love and you're just like, I don't want to see this go south. Totally hear you. I think the best thing to do is like the next time your friend brings up maybe an example of him love bombing her, maybe just be like, wow, it kind of seems like you guys are moving kind of fast and just see what she says and just see how she reacts. And is she acknowledging that? Is she like, oh my God, I know, right? Like this is crazy because this could be one of those weird cases where maybe it's not love bombing. Maybe they just like instantly knew that they were both right for each other and it's not manipulative in that sense. And it's just kind of like a good thing. So there is that to consider, but I think just bring it up very 
like very piece by piece. Don't lay it all out on the table because we don't know everything yet. And until you have, you know, something serious where you're genuinely like really concerned for your friend, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it a big thing because I think that'll just drive her away and it'll make her not want to talk to you about it anymore. And that'll be, that'll be worse for both of you. Right. So bring it up in like a, in a small way. And anytime she like says something about him or kind of mentions something that you're like, "Mm, it's kind of a red flag. Just don't say that you think it's a red flag. Just say like, oh, that's like crazy that you guys are already planning like trips together or something like that. You know what I mean? And don't say it in a negative way. Say it in kind of a neutral way. Like that's just kind of, wow, I didn't realize you guys were already doing that. You know what I mean? And then that puts it back on her. And it's also good for her to hear those words. Like you saying, wow, you're already doing blah, blah, blah. That'll put in her head, oh my God, we are already doing blah, blah, blah. Like, is that, is this weird? Is this too soon? But you don't want to be, you don't want to be directly saying that to her face because I think that'll cause her to shut down more than it will to open up. And we don't want that to happen, especially if she is in a vulnerable place and she is into this guy, she's going to, that's going to drive her more towards this potentially negative situation. Um, I hope that makes sense. And I hope that helps. I have freaking loved this episode. I have so much fun. And there were still so many other ones that I didn't get to. Please write in anything that you want me to talk about. Like I said, the Google form is in the sh- uh, show notes, the notes, the show, <laughs> the show description. It'll also be linked in um, the podcast Instagram. And like I said, follow the podcast Instagram because I will post in there the next time that I'm planning on recording one of these episodes so you can remember to write in. But thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. I seriously appreciate it. These were such great stories and topics and questions. And I am so looking forward to doing another episode like this. So thank you so much. And I will chat with you next week. Bye.